Today on the postgame, we talk March Madness, and specifically Syracuse going on quite the run. We recap college lacrosse this previous weekend, do a little fraud watch. There are a lot of frauds out there right now. We preview this upcoming week of games, including two big ACC matchups. We take a look at the PLL Cannons roster, uh, first look at that, and we wrap this all up with no interview. We will not have an interview today. Uh, next week, we will be back to our regular scheduled programming. Welcome to another episode of the post game. Uh, listen, it's Evan's birthday week. We'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, we have no guests. We just wanted to get on here, chop it up, and uh, and really, I think everybody's wondering how was uh, how was the birthday week. And we didn't see too much clout from you on Instagram. Were people just not tagging you for that for you to repost in your story or what? Yeah, I only got a couple of those. I think I'm I'm too old to get those now, to be honest. Um, I also don't play lacrosse anymore, so a million people don't post pictures of me playing lacrosse for me to repost. So I only got a couple pictures of myself. Ah, oh, that's a bummer. Did you <laughs> at least get a picture with like the gold balloon saying like 28, and, like a little <laughs> heel kick? No, but I did have a good day. Syracuse dominated the NCAA tournament or is currently dominating the NCAA tournament. So they look like the team to beat, which was, which was great to watch. That was on Friday. Um, and then Saturday, I just watched March Madness with a bunch of my friends. Um, and yeah. It was a it was a good little birthday weekend. It's a great you, that's uh, a great weekend by the way. Like not only is it my birthday, but like St. Patty's Day is around there too. It's like the first uh, day of spring, and it's March Madness. It doesn't really get better than that. I was gonna say this was the happiest weekend I've had in quite a while. Uh, <laughs> and the only thing that was preventing me from being a true piece of shit, like thank God my girlfriend Humble Brag was like, hey, um, I'm not gonna let you just watch like three straight days of March Madness and drink beer on the couch and order pizza. Like let's at least get out and do something on Saturday and like do a little bit of something on Sunday. So I had that so that I didn't feel like a complete beached whale on Sunday. <laughs> um, but to your credit, you were absolutely right. That was one of the stars aligning of any birthday weekend you could ask for. Um, so any, like any good stories, anything to touch on, or was it kind of just the generic birthday drinking with friends, eating good food, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it was pretty generic. I, I'd say it's like the, I mean, I feel like I say this every episode, but the city is, it's coming back. And on, on Saturday, it was uh, like the first weekend of 50% capacity at restaurants. So it felt like we were finally back in, in a bar and like, you still had to like sit down obviously. And it was like only 10 people to a table and you're separated, but it was the, it was the first time you actually felt like you were uh, drinking in a bar again, which was nice. Um, mm. It's so funny, like looking around and watching people get drunk and like, I mean, this is not funny, but <laughs> like people just slowly get a little bit looser and looser with like being like separated and socially distant. And it's just like the bouncers are like sh shooting everybody with flashlights and stuff. It's just like probably not the best environment for that. But no, I mean, hey, listen, <laughs> if, if you're doing it, you're doing it. And I, uh, I, I was thinking the same thing. So uh, I watched it all day Friday and I kind of like looped my girlfriend. She was like, let's go out. And I was like, OK, perfect. Just a place with TVs. And then I just got drunk and was watching games the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then on Saturday, I was like, yeah, game started at 1030. Like, you want to go to a bar and start drinking? She was like, no, like, <laughs> that's not what I want to do. So I actually went solo mission um, just to like, I was like, perfect. Just some time alone, drink some beers, eat some wings, get it out of my system so that I can actually be a decent boyfriend the rest of the afternoon. And to your point, like, you know, I was in the place and it was like, you know, I was at the bar, people were socially distanced, whatever. 
but it's so clear. And this is one of the things that I totally forget about, you know, like March Madness pre-COVID is every gambler immediately knows like what you've bet on based on your reactions <laughs> of the game. Like, you know, I went, I went in there like, yeah, you know, can you throw on the CU game? And by the way, CU looks like a complete wagon, uh, big fan. I hope everybody in Boulder isn't, you know, being pieces of shit, like when they had that huge riot, but fuck man, enjoy that. But you know, I, yeah, I was cheering when CU was winning because I had a little money on them. But then it was um, it was Eastern Washington, Kansas. And I could tell that some people were betting for Eastern Washington <laughs> and some people were betting for Kansas. So it kind of became like the you just make eye contact when they hit a three and you get excited and you kind of like lock eyes. I had totally forgotten that was a thing. Being around people that are gambling on the same shit as you is is a phenomenal feeling. And you just feel like they're going to be your best friends for about 30 minutes and then you're never going to see them again for the rest of your life. So I don't know if that's what, what was kind of the vibe at your guys' place, yeah. but I, I fucking love that little sneaky dynamic, just the degenerates at the bar looking at each other when someone hits a three to go up <laughs> up or down like eight points. I'm fr- on Friday night, I went to uh, Abby's Pub, which is a, a place in Murray Hill, and it's just like the perfect like Irish bar vibes. Uh, they have TVs everywhere, and me and my roommate just went us two, and we were like sitting at like one of those high chairs, so we have like eyes on every game, but my head is just like snapping around and the bartender is like, do you want me to just like put on the game that you're looking for? Like I can put it on in front of you. I'm like, nope, I'm genuinely interested in all four games. And my head's just <laughs> spinning like an owl because I got to keep track. So it's like Oklahoma State, like Houston, UNC, like she's like whipping my head around and he's just like, are you all right? <laughs> So, God, I love it. Um, everybody's already ran the Oral Roberts jokes into the game. Um, <laughs> but what I love is, you know, obviously being on Twitter as much as we are and kind of being in group chats, I, I've started to really enjoy um, getting jokes way ahead of time that aren't mine, but then bringing them to my dad who thinks they're the funniest fucking <laughs> things in the world. The one that I gave him this morning, which I thought everybody was aware of, was you know, you know them as Oral Roberts because that's too formal. That's just my good buddy, Blowjob Bob. You know, let's not call him Oral Robert. Oh, that's funny. And I, <laughs> not a very funny joke, but, you know, I, funny enough to pass along to my dad. And I thought he was going to shit himself uh, laughing. And then he brought it into his group chat. And now, like, all of his friends think I'm this some comedy genius from a blatantly stolen joke from Twitter. So I'm going to keep that up as long as I can. But that's that's a sneaky, like, if, if you're – young and you just see something funny on the internet especially around march madness bring it to your dad and you'll be the comedy genius of the whole family it's, it's a little life hack yeah that's a great idea i gotta start doing that um also side note i i don't know if i've mentioned but like my dad my sister aunts uncles all of them have went to gonzaga and are, are i just i hate family group chats they're the worst things in the world and nobody can keep track of them. So it'll be like the, the male cousins, the entire family, like me and my uncles. And so I'm in like eight family group chats that are all centered around Gonzaga basketball. And while I'm a fan of them, I don't really give a shit. So I've actually had to um, delete myself out of about eight <laughs> family group chats. And I, I don't feel shame. And they were giving me shit for it, but I'm not going to apologize. Um, I don't know if you have to deal with that, anything Syracuse related, but God damn, it's annoying. I mean, I root for Syracuse, so I'm, I'm loving it right now. Uh, By the way, I do have to give you props because you talked to me about how they're going to have a pretty easy route. I bit fully into it, and that's the only good call that I've had and the only money that I've made like decent throughout this entire tournament. So again, as much as I hate to compliment you on your uh, your ability to gamble, great fucking call, dude. Yeah. You, you, hit it on the head nailed it 
the zone, Bayheim. I couldn't believe it. Couldn't 11 believe seed. My as long as it's a double digit seed, you know that they're going to the Sweet 16. That's that's all you need to know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's great. Exciting. They're excited. Anything to watch else too. to touch on March Madness or birthday related? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, I'm leading my bracket right now, but I don't think I, I all I have three Final Four teams I got eliminated, so I think it'll end at some point. But yeah, I that, do have Gonzaga winning it. All. I had uh, I had Ohio State and Tennessee making runs, and that that kind of took me out. But. <laughs> Shall we switch to college lacrosse? Uh, <laughs> Sounds like yeah, we watched a little the ton. Bit. Let's do some bits <laughs> first with uh, at least some Twitter beef and clout police. Did you have Twitter beef? No, I was just going to say the Twitter beef of the week was everybody on planet Earth versus the NCAA when they came <laughs> out with the picture of the weight room. Oh, my God, um, yeah. Dude, you couldn't get away from it. Like, it was the freest, like, the freest cheap shots that you could take I, I've ever seen in my life. And I, you know, I won't say that people were just out there to score woke points, but I won't not say that. Um, <laughs> I just you know, everybody's kind of has their own little lane on Twitter. I feel like that completely engulfed, you know, for a valid reason, my entire feed for forever. Um, I don't know. Like it's, it's just as such another like drop in the bucket of the NCA being complete pieces of shit. I was like, I don't know how this is surprising. I know everything needs to change and they did get a new weight room. So they kind of succumbed to the pressure. Um, but oh, they got I mean, a new the one. NCA is such a fucking joke. I didn't know they got a new one. Yeah, the, the damage control was so bad, too. They were like, oh, we didn't have any space to put it. And then she sends a video of, like, the court that's not even a court. Like, it's just cement. Like, literally, if you needed space for a weight room, you would, like, draw that place as, as exactly how it looked. And they used it as an excuse. So I think that was probably the worst part for me um, was them trying to, like, cover up their tracks and just doing an awful, awful job. But, yeah, there were, there were a lot of uh, warriors on Twitter during that. And then the classic, uh, anytime a women's game is posted, anytime women's sports is brought up, there's always the piece of shit comments like, well, look at the revenue. And yeah. It's like, dude, like. Swaggy P. <laughs> yeah, swaggy P. P like said it's a JV team and they make no money. Like quick cancel for him for like yeah. a few well, thousand I, Instagram likes. Yeah. I always, uh, I always get a kick out of situations like that where the entire internet is, is in complete agreement. And then one person will take the opposite, like the clear opposite stance and then just, you know, tag that on to the complete public shaming shit show. Um, so credit to Swaggy P for staying true to his values and getting completely dragged because he's a complete fucking idiot. And doesn't he have a daughter or something? Yeah, like, like I, I was very confused. Like, I don't know. <laughs> so yeah. fucking stupid uh, I don't know he, that's something like it's so clear to probably keep your mouth shut so yeah fucking congrats and then um, and then let's see the only uh, the clout police have kind of been silent I feel like the the lacrosse uh, clout police have kind of been uh, you know there haven't really been that many calls or complaints the last couple of days um, so I didn't really have anything on the on the get out of jail free or the uh or the go right to jail, but I don't know if you had anything there. No, I, I, I'm not, I'm not prepared for this. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I didn't expect you to, to be honest, I'm, I'm actually pretty impressed with how, uh, how not hung over you are. So I'm, I'm hurting a significant amount. I'm powering through this. I've always said college across prepares you for, for adult world hangovers better than anything you'll ever do in your life. So 
Well, let's jump into college lacrosse. Uh, Evan, what were your initial reactions to Georgetown uh, losing to Denver 13 to seven? Frauds. That's my frauds. first reaction. Fraud watch. They're frauds. To, to only put up seven goals on Denver is, is a problem. Um, I mean, if they, Denver looked like a much better team than them. Like it didn't even look really close. So I'm, I'm prepared to call Georgetown frauds. I don't think they're a legit final four contender. Um, here's your bull, bulletin board material for the Georgetown locker room. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think Denver was probably ranked accurately and then just went through that gauntlet of the ACC teams. And then they're now like kind of floating around eight in the country, but I think they're, they're legit and they're adding TD this week, which is great for them. So we'll see uh, if they continue the face off dominance, but I mean, it is what it is. You always want to root for those little guys who are like peeking through and, and showing some promise, but then they get brought back down to earth and that's, that's what happened on Tuesday. Yeah, the Cinderella story that ends at 3 p.m. Like, you know, when you overdo it at the pregame and then you show up to, you know, shit face to the ball. Um, but, yeah, I mean, fair. There's nothing that I can add other than I completely agree that Denver's in that 5-9. to nine. You know, that's just – that's where they're going to live. That's where they're going to operate. TD I don't think is going to make too big of an immediate impact because they're already crushing it on faceoffs anyways. Um, so – Moving on to the probably the most exciting game of the weekend, Notre Dame beating Marquette ten to three, um, and then also uh, beating Cleveland State um, nineteen to five. Sneaky, watch out! Notre Dame putting up nineteen goals, even though it's against Cleveland State. Uh, <laughs> you know, got me a little tingling in my pants. So, um, dude, I, two very boring games. Notre Dame is about to get into their ACC play. That's when it really begins. I don't have anything to take away other than two very generic Notre Dame athletic defensive stance with big thighs. Okay, offense wins. That's all you can really say. So, pat my back again because do you remember what my lukewarm take was on last week's episode about Notre Dame? No, I don't actually. <laughs> pat Kavanaugh's point total getting to 26. Oh, and it is fuck. exactly it? 26, <laughs> which I just pulled up, and I'm so fucking happy. This is my real reaction of it happening to me. So I'm, again, the smartest analyst in lacrosse, proven again here with that, with that take. Right on the money, 26, right on the money. Not higher, not lower, right there. Amazing. This is, this is something I almost can't even spin. I mean, normally I can try and at least make you feel bad. That's a fucking phenomenal... And I think I'm going to quit lucky. now. I think I'm just going to like stop making takes and just tell jokes. And then like, you know, I'm just batting a thousand percent. What a call. I wouldn't blame you. If you want to retire and go out on top, like you couldn't do during your college career, now would be the time <laughs> to do it. So fuck, I might, I might have to start, you know, getting up to your, uh, getting up to your level, but one take does not make the man. Let's see what you have in store for this week. Um, also shout out to uh, whoever watched the VMI and high point, uh, during March Madness on Friday. That was one of the things that I, I was considering tweeting out, but I, I don't even know why I didn't, probably because I'm a huge pussy. But it was, I, you'll never catch me turning off a game of March Madness, the first round of March Madness, to watch a lacrosse game. Like, I don't know who's out there. And there was a surprising amount of people that were tweeting about lacrosse right in the nuts of like those Saturday upset bids. I was like, what are, what are we doing here? Um, I love lacrosse as much as the next guy, but apparently not. So if you're watching VMI High Point instead of March Madness, you're, you're the true diehard. Couldn't tell you the score. Couldn't tell you what happened. But, you know, credit to you. I think VMI won. I have no idea. No, VMI almost won, though, I'm pretty sure. Um, 
but yeah, I didn't watch it either. I agree with you. Like, it's one of the biggest sporting events in in the world. Like, you're not gonna beat that with just some like March lacrosse regular season. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, some people were tweeting at us saying that they were watching. It was just they're they're truly the heroes of college lacrosse. Um, but I think I'm I'm going for the March Madness over uh, High Point BMI. Yeah, nine <laughs> times out of eight, not even not even a question. Um, and speaking of games that were probably looked past, uh, but ending up being really good, UVA almost lost to Robert Morris, like uh, like actually really close. The only noteworthy thing I noticed from that game was a how close the score was, and B, um, Docs actually finally showed up for three goals. Welcome to the show. Does this discredit Syracuse's 10-goal win over them because they can barely beat Robert Morris? Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't hang my hat on that win so much anymore. Um, talk about frauds. They're really bringing down the ACC, but they're still, like, ranked super high. So, I mean, like, I think they're, like, seven in the country still. Um but yeah, like I feel like I, it's sneaky, like a, a two-tiered ACC this year with Duke, UNC, and Notre Dame at the top, and then like Syracuse and Virginia, uh, you know, kind of uh, at the bottom. Yeah, I, I mean, I just, I, I'm, I'm kind of shocked that they don't have it like together because I feel like they have a lot of guys back and they just like look like a worse team. Like they can't really score. I know they put up 14 goals in this game, but like they, like they just don't seem like they have it like on offense, which is surprising to me, but maybe they'll turn it around. I mean, we give Duke the benefit of the doubt to turn around whenever they feel like it. So we'll see if, uh, if yeah. Virginia does. Well, and it's classic Virginia. Like, you know, they have a freaking stable of complete workhorse freak of nature athletes. Can you actually make that a team? I don't know. We'll see. Um, again, nothing matters until ACC plays. Rutgers, back to my fraud watch call, not looking great. They kind of took it to Hopkins 15-9. Um, I, I, I still am going to stay firm on my fraud watch for them, but I think the bandwagon is going to be running out of room here pretty quick. Um, the only thing preventing them is a good Twitter presence from their alumni. Um, and really just, I don't know. I, I just feel like people don't generally want to be fans of, uh, of Rutgers. Nardella changed my mind a little bit, but not enough for me <laughs> to take them off of fraud watch. He's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, but what are your thoughts on Rutgers and, uh, and Hopkins? Uh, I mean, that, that went exactly how I thought it was going to go. Um, I did forget to tweet, but I was on Rutgers, uh, minus three and a half, which was pretty much a lock, but I, I figured Rutgers would come back and, and beat the shit out of Hopkins after losing a frustrating game to Maryland. And like, I think it was kind of frustrating that their best player didn't score and the score did not reflect how close the game was. Like Maryland really ran away at the end. So I think it was like kind of a reputation game and make sure that to like kind of flex their muscles a little bit and show that they're better. But I, I mean, you can't say that they're off fraud watch after beating Hopkins. Hopkins is fucking terrible. So I, I also Hopkins is still ranked in the top 20, which makes no sense because they beat Penn state. I don't, I don't get it. It's that. like, I, I really don't like it is, it is a tough year to be a Hopkins fan. You're two and three and you have three blowout losses to Ohio state, Maryland and Rutgers. Granted, like those aren't, you know, terrible programs, conference. but I, dude, like the big 10 is such a shit show right now. Like Hopkins kicked the shit out of Michigan and Penn state, but those teams are the only two, those are the only two teams that are worse than Hopkins. Like Penn state's terrible. Yeah. Um, which we had a pretty good meme about that this weekend. But uh, yeah, I mean, like, I think that within conference, the disparity between the top three teams in the big 10 compared to the bottom three teams is 
huge. Like they don't even let. You would say you would loop Ohio State in with the top three. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Am I forgetting about someone? No, Ohio State, Maryland. No, Ohio State, Maryland, Rutgers. Right. Yeah. Uh, sounds close enough. If yeah. we're forgetting someone, they have to be irrelevant, and we're gonna, probably going to get you know Fuck. shit yeah. on for that. But is what it there is. There goes my Pat Cavanaugh take. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Getting washed away with that. Uh, I think that's right, though. Yeah. Well, and like looking at looking at schedules, they're just like, I. It's it's tough because again, even though we're as biased as we are, like the Big Ten, just looking at their schedule, all they do is play each other. Like I don't know how they're going to stack up. Like. How can you justify, you know, a, a Michigan or a Hopkins or an Ohio State when all they've been doing is losing to Rutgers and Maryland, and then beating, you know, taking turns beating each other? I, I don't know. Either way, all I know is that Penn State is fucking horrendous right now, and I really like it that sneaky Grant Ament likes all of our uh, Penn State slander. So I know that he's just taking notes. Yeah. So that when they're good again, he's just going to completely shit all over us. So don't think we don't see that, Grant. They lost to Michigan too, which. Penn State's the bar- bottom of the barrel now. Dude, like the bottom, bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Um, and like Hopkins' marquee win was over Penn State, and right. that's not looking great. How they so. are ranked, I will, like that is the biggest crime. That, that should be cloud police go to jail forever, is if you ranked freaking Hopkins in your top 20. Or, or just like <laughs> real jail. Like that's collusion, that's something. I, I don't know like what's going on there. Mm-hmm. Not, neither do I. So you know what? We'll have to start doing a campaign on like who deserves to be in those top twenty spots over Big Ten programs. Yeah, maybe you know what? Maybe we should start posting our rankings. Like you know how everybody who has a vote for the media polls like post their rankings on Twitter. Yeah. I feel like we could just start doing that, and people would think we actually have votes. <laughs> I, our opinions are just as valid as everyone else's. Yeah. And even though I didn't watch a second of lacrosse this weekend, I will refuse to budge from that. Um, <laughs> And then Syracuse Dick kicked Holy Cross. Owen Hiltz is a legend. Big fan of his work. Um, anything noteworthy from that game other than Cuse is sneaky, starting to like actually look good all over the place? The over not hitting by half a point was heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so pissed. I mean, yeah, I mean, they look good. I, I barely watched it. I caught, some, I caught some of the highlights. I didn't think it was going to be much of a game to, to watch, which it wasn't, but. There wasn't a ton of scoring early on, and I don't think they, they got it back. But, yeah, Hiltz, Hiltz looks great. He looks comfier and comfier every game. So he has a big game this weekend. I'm, I'm interested to see what he does uh, now that the spotlight's on him a little bit more. Got it. I like that we're, like, one of the shittiest, like, analysts because we didn't watch a second of lacrosse game, and we just spent, like, a half hour breaking down this weekend's lacrosse game. Dude, I mean, those were all good. Um, Are people going to argue with us? I feel like we're right about everything. No. <laughs> and if they do, we'll cyberbully them. <laughs> That's our MO. So, um, although finally, welcome, welcome, come one, come all. We actually have some ACC lacrosse. You have Cuse Duke on Thursday. I love these midweek games. Really good excuse to just fire up a beer and put your feet up on a Thursday after a day of work. Um, and we get to see the two premier finalists for freshman of the year in Hiltz versus Brennan. Can you give me some score predictions and a uh, and a point guess on on that matchup? Uh, well, first I want to make an excuse for Syracuse right away that they're traveling the day of the game and have to play the same day, which sucks. Oh no! Yeah. So like, I mean, that's going to be tough. How long of a trip is that total? I don't know off the top of my head. I mean, they're chartering, but 
Like, it's still going to suck to, like, be on a plane and then go play right away. Dude, what are they thinking? Yeah, I don't think, like, they have a choice, really. I don't know if it's COVID protocol. Um, I'm pretty sure that's the case. Last I heard, they were playing on, they were flying down on Thursday and playing on Thursday, which is brutal. Um, that's, that's actually good to know. Yeah. Yeah, that is good to know for everybody gambling. Uh, but I have to, I have to go with Cuse, um, obviously. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna say seventeen, fifteen, Syracuse. <laughs> how many points is Hilt's gonna have, and how many points is O'Neill gonna have? O'Neill will have six points, and Hilt's will have four. And there'll be some razzle dazzle from both of them. Yeah. I like that. Uh, I completely disagree. Uh, if they're traveling the same day, I have Duke winning 19 to 11. Um, that's fucking brutal. Like, yeah. that's in my head, and I'm not even playing in the game. So, you know, shit. That mu- they're going to have to get this, the pump-up speech of a lifetime for them to even hang on. So hopefully they got some up their sleeve. Yeah. I mean, I like to think it's enough, like, far enough in the season where they'll be able to get, like, jacked up. I don't know how early in advance they're getting there, too, but it's just like – I'm so tired on travel days. Like I don't, or I was at least. Like I don't want to play that day. Ever. Yeah, dude. Like I'm dehydrated from the flight. Yeah. I, you know, probably watched too much TV on the. You know, my <laughs> eyes are all fucked up, and you're telling me I have to get out and guard at Brendan O'Neill <laughs> and Stowers. No, thank you. You have any hot so, takes for that game? Who's your player? In the no, game I mean there? 19 to 11. I think you know that that's a fairly hot take. Duke winning by eight goals. Um, I'm interested no, to see. I, I have, this is like Syracuse's first time like playing against. I feel like I'm going to be wrong when I say this, but since Matt Moore, like they haven't played like a marquee attackman. So, I mean, Duke's mm-hmm. loaded, but I'm interested to see like how they do with Michael Sowers as a defense because that was kind of the big piece for them from the Virginia game was like they shut down Matt Moore, their number one option. They looked really good defensively, like only giving up uh, ten goals. So, I'm interested to see how they do with this offense, and it's probably gonna just regardless if they're traveling the day of and they're not 100 percent or they don't feel fresh. Like it's gonna be a good sort of measurement of, of how talented they are and, and if their defense is up to the task. Uh, so I mean, we'll we'll see what happens, but I'm I'm going with 1715. Jesus, and I'm I'm putting everything that I have, which is like five bucks on Duke. <laughs> so Jesus, man, traveling the same day to play at Koskinen, that's tough. Um. Either way, <laughs> fuck. I'm just complete melted. Thrown, you just got thrown um, off. From, you've been on the plane the entire day. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I feel like I just walked off the plane right into this interview. Yeah, so right into JT Giles Harris. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Notre Dame gets its first taste of ACC action against Virginia. I don't think there's going to be anything crazy about this game. In fact, I have it being a relatively boring game. Um, the dumb part is, is that the reason Notre Dame has been able to at least put up decent points is I don't know what the fuck every team is doing playing zone, playing zone against Notre Dame. Um, but they've done that like almost every game that they've played. Um, the opposing defense has thrown a zone at them in some case. So it's going to be very interesting to see, you know, like the ability to initiate and the ability to like actually get some dodges and some slides, having not seen that athletic of a defense, um, you know, outside of practice. And for Virginia, Notre Dame historically does a very good job of like 
shutting down freak athletes and making them try to use like stick work and passing to actually break down the defense. I think both offenses are going to struggle right out of the gate and it's going to take uh, quite a while for the scoring to ramp up. So shocking. I'm going to take the under and I'm going to take Notre Dame winning 11 to eight. I like that call. I don't know if Notre Dame is putting up 11 goals on Virginia though. Maybe, maybe if there's like some transition involved, Entman is very fucking good, by the way. Um, very good. He's really good. Like I, I watched the Marquette game on Wednesday cause I'm such a good podcaster. I watched so much game. Uh, a boy, but he looked, he looked really good. He was like kind of the reason why they won because I am not impressed with the offense and I wouldn't be surprised if ACC teams threw zones at Notre Dame. I would, uh, well, I, yeah. would, I, mean, I, would I wouldn't you. be impressed with an offense, but it's like who the hell practices running against the zone. You kind of just like throw your guys out there and just be like, all right, go. Go rip apart the zone. I would I would run um, a zone against against Notre Dame. They don't have like guys who are too tactical. I, it, I feel like they have good athletes and and they have good athletes and then Pat Cavanaugh, but he's like putting it into guys' sticks like on the crease, wide open. I don't know if you're getting that with an ACC team who was running a good zone. So I I wouldn't be surprised if Virginia didn't pull that out at some point because Virginia's got to do something to spark the team. Yeah, they'll they'll probably save it for Syracuse again, um, but. I, I'm such a sucker. Like, for for you, the, like the the perfect example is Syracuse basketball. Like, okay, perfect. You hype me up about them, and now I'm on them. I was talking to Ryder Garnsey, the fucking Notre Dame graduate and assistant at Notre Dame, and he's hyping me up about the Notre Dame team. So now I'm like, oh shit! Like, we're definitely gonna beat Virginia. Um, and I feel like I'm just a very gullible gullible person which is not the best but i you know can't help me from being excited about my alma mater so irish ni- uh 11 to 8 i think notre dame wins too uh but like i wouldn't be surprised if virginia <laughs> beat the shit out of them to be honest uh <laughs> oh shove it up your ass I'm serious. Yes, you would. dude i mean they're they're talented as shit they just like haven't figured it out they lost by 10 to syracuse they're not going to beat the well, shit syracuse out of notre is dame dominate notre dame so that's, that's First off, point. Notre Dame never gets dominated. Like it, it's it doesn't matter if it's Cleveland State or Syracuse, <laughs> it's not going to be a domination really either way. So Syracuse might win by five, but no more, and that doesn't that doesn't yeah. qualify as a domination. Well, I think I could see Virginia winning by five, but I will agree with you. I think I'll go with. I don't even know. I really can't see Notre Dame scoring ten goals. <laughs> I'm going to go 11-9 Virginia. Oh, you're the fucking worst. <laughs> um, hopefully I'm wrong. But and then the only... I don't know. What was that? I said hopefully I'm wrong, but I don't know. I just... I, I'm i still drinking the Virginia Listen, you don't Kool-Aid. have to pretend to be a Notre Dame fan just because of me. Like, I know if, you know, all else being equal, if you're just straight up rooting for someone, are you choosing Virginia or Notre Dame? If I'm rooting for someone? Yeah, just who? Which team would you like to see win, regardless of me, regardless of any bet, betting on it? I, I probably would want Notre Dame to win just because of Pat Cavanaugh and, and Liam Etterman. <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> All right, yeah, hey, I, mean, I have no, that's... I have no ties to anyone else, and Matt Moore wouldn't do our podcast, so <laughs> I'm going with Notre Dame. <laughs> Oh, fuck. We got to get him on. Uh, last game that we're keeping an eye on, uh, Maryland-Rutgers rematch. Uh, anything, you know, I, I think that Maryland's going to win again. Um, I don't think Rutgers beats Maryland all year. Rutgers seems like that scary team that you don't want to see in the playoffs, but that is going to lose by, you know, they're they're almost like the Notre Dame of this year. 
Um, yeah. Scary, could beat anyone at any time, but somehow finds ways to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Yeah, it's very fast turnaround, too, to like play them again. Had it been like an, another month and then they play and Rutgers like really found their stride, maybe, but like they lost to Maryland and they played shitty Hopkins and now they're back to playing Maryland. I, I don't think it's like enough for them to get their legs under them uh, and pull out a win, but they, they, for three quarters, they had it there. So if, if Maryland doesn't show up at all, it definitely can happen. But I, I feel like Maryland has hit its stride that I was talking about, and Rutgers mm. is, is not there yet. So I'm going Maryland too. I will go, I'll say like, I'll say 17 12, similar to the last score. I think it was 19 12. I'll say yeah. 17 12. I was going to say 17 15, keeping it close, probably score another one late. Run and get your goalie, and then Rutgers just looks defeated afterwards. Like, fuck, it's always hard to beat a team twice in a row, not for Maryland versus Rutgers. Um, but that's that's about it for college talk. Anything else before we move on to PLL? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think that's everything. Well, really, the only the only big thing that happened was uh, was that expansion draft for the Cannons um, that I don't believe we touched on last episode with any predictions or anything. Um, I'll just give my immediate take. I, I think there are a couple players that are underrated and I know that I'm going to call out my two teammates, you know, former teammates, but Brent Adams has, has been, and is currently the most, one of the most underrated guys ever. I was, uh, during that draft, I was just kind of like listening, listening around and hearing some things and like, it's just like, I'll even use his name. Kyle Devitt was giving his analysis of Brent Adams and it was so fucking bad. And I kept like <laughs> raising my hand in like the Twitter, like whatever Twitter's version of clubhouse is. Cause he was saying like, you know, Brent Adams's airgate lost them the game versus the whip snakes. And can you, you know, do you want him as a player on your team? If you're the cannons, like what the fuck kind of analysis is that? Um, so yeah. I, I was gonna, gonna go on. He and also and went off that. in that game. <laughs> Didn't he have yeah, like three? Like he was, didn't he have like three goals in that game? No, I think he only had two, but we moved him to attack. Yeah. Uh, and like he was he was the biggest reason why we won against the uh, the water dogs the game before. Um, and dude, he's getting he's getting to be like a serious jack of all trades, like having to play D Mitty for the Redwoods, which he wasn't necessarily happy about, but he still kind of crushed that role. And then conversely being asked to play attack uh you know against the uh against the water dogs in the in the playoffs like pretty serious jack of all trades he's still a freak athlete um and i don't think he gets the respect he deserves and then another guy who's underrated just because i don't think people really know who he is is brendan gleason um you know notre dame guy redwoods guy obviously i have my biases but i feel like he made some sneaky really good plays uh throughout the year that were pretty clutch too i was like he, he would be winding up and i didn't know him well enough to like get excited but he'd be winding up and i'm like oh dude don't take that fucking shot <laughs> and then it would go in every time um yeah so i think those are those are two pretty pretty big pickups um and you know i'm bummed that they're not on the team anymore because they're great guys but those were my two like fuck i wish they didn't take those guys um what were your initial reactions yeah, just touching on Gleason, like, he was always such a good Dodger, too, in college. Like, I feel like he was always super underrated. So, I think this will be good for him, though, kind of get out of the, the shadow of the, the other Redwoods attackmen since you guys are loaded there, and, and maybe it'll be good for him. Like, I think he can beat a lot of guys, and that team definitely needs that. So, maybe, it, you know, 
you got to let the, the people you love go sometimes, Nick, and, and let them <laughs> become who they're meant if to be. It, so. I, I love Gleason. I'll let him go. And if it was meant to be, he'll come back. It's something. Uh, my big take is I did not realize Brody Merrill was 39 years old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel young now again. But, uh, I mean, I, I think they, they got some good pickups. I, I'm a little confused about the face-off thing and why they have three Fogos. I don't know if that's, like, trade collateral, but... I don't think any of the Fogos are that great, like compared to the other guys in the league. Like, I guess Fowler would be the best one, and then like, do you not take a chance on a college guy anyway, um, who might be a little bit better? So, I don't know. I, I think like that was a weird thing to me to fill up your roster with Fogos when you have like all the all these players that you can choose from at other positions. Um, and then I'm assuming they're going to take uh, Morocco in the expansion draft for at goalie um, since they only took Stover over you. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think I'm getting That's in the fucked. player pool. I'd I'd be pissed. Um, yeah, I I didn't really get the faceoff thing either. I feel like the faceoffs it always it always ends up being like if your name is not Joan Ardella or Trevor Baptiste, um, and and I'll throw Farrell in there as well. Like you're you're really not being like the the championship caliber person that's going to boost you to the playoffs unless you're one of those three guys. Like. If you're not one of those three guys, you're going to be matching up against everybody else uh, outside of them. So to, to have three of those guys, I didn't really see the need for that. If a team already has a guy that's going right. to go half 40% the league against the Baptiste. half the league has a guy they'd rather have. So you're just cutting you're cutting yourself in half there already. Yeah. So, so as far as trade collateral, I was like, you know, I, I feel like if a team snags TD, they're going to give him just as big of a chance as those three. And you know how faceoff guys are. Like, there's no way they're going to be trying to rotate faceoff yeah. guys. It's like you know, doing the push, like plug and push goalie and getting inside of their own heads. And and like um, Adler is supposed to be like he's going to break in and be one of the one of the top guys or at least like fighting for that, right? Like, I don't yeah. know. There's 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 a lot of options and there's not too many people who could fill the positions up so I feel like it's it was stupid. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I I mean we'll we'll see how he, I'll I'll refrain from criticizing too much until we see how it pans out. And that's another thing is like everybody will jump down a team's throat. There's still so much time and so many fucking players. Yeah. So this roster is going to look completely revamped, but I didn't quite understand where it was coming from. Um and then as far as like the midfield, I didn't necessarily see how all of them fit together. Um, but, you know, I think Josh Currier is another guy where it's like, oh, that's Zach's brother. But, you know, he's pretty nasty all yeah. on his own. Um, you know, Brent and Rabel have that history together, uh, you know, Rabel and Busick. So we'll all see how it works. But, uh, you know, at first thoughts is like I'd feel a lot more comfortable playing against that midfield than I would several others in the league. So. I wasn't seeing that and going like, oh, shit. Really, the reaction was, okay, well, you know, it's still the fucking Whip Snakes League so far as they protected their core. Dude, by the way, so, they didn't even take a Whip Snakes player? Did they take one Whip Snakes player in this draft? I don't I don't believe so, which is one of the things that, like, completely blew my mind. Oh, wait, what about what about Curtis Corley? Is he from the Whip Snakes? No, no he's I on the Archers. I think he was Archers, uh, if I remember. Yeah, I don't think they took one Whip Snakes player. Oh. Yeah, no, they didn't. That's such bullshit. Again, it's just not fair. <laughs> so until something like that changes, it's like, you know, what are your thoughts on the cannons? I'm like, I, it, it doesn't really like, fucking Yeah, matter. and like what would be the loss of – I don't know why they made the rules so – like for teams so easily to protect players that they – that would make the other team – the expansion team better. Like don't you think like 
one of the probably like a maybe a second line midi on the whip snakes could be like the marquee guy on the cannons and that would be like a great situation for everybody i just don't see yeah, why i mean why probably yeah. i'm trying to think of an example but i can't but yeah i'm actually <laughs> going to bring up the the whip snakes protected roster because it's just going to be fucking it's everyone stupid. yeah they didn't lose they didn't lose anyone like they should have to lose like john haas and he should have to be the best midi on on the cannons yeah for, like expansion i mean i'm work. just looking at their protected and it's like if if any team has this it almost doesn't even matter who else is who else is around there their uh their unprotected was so that they did take a whip snakes player in stover the backup goalie oh, okay. um and then uh, Max Tuttle got traded, Dylan Maltz, Sean New, and Matt Hubler. Honestly, guys, where I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't even really know. Right. So, yeah, it's it's just one of those things that, you know, we, we, we say it every fucking episode, but until they're, you know, the GMs and the salary caps, the, you know, the, the instant reactions of the cannons and with how much time there's left in the, in the expansion draft and the college draft, I feel like it's almost stupid to jump to conclusions and, you know, we'll get, we'll get DMS. And when I'm coaching, people will be like, you know, what's, what's the big scoop on this team. And I'm like, you, you know, j- literally just sit back and wait, makes no sense to try and figure out what's going to be happening with the rosters. Um, you know, I was pretty glad I wasn't snagged by the cannons. Um, I, I still like, you know, like the woods teams having that Notre Dame core. Um, but yeah, that, that was really all that happened in the PLL. Yeah. Um, the last thing I'll say about the roster is, I'm I'm hopeful that like Brian Jenner will have like a resurgence season because I feel like he was pretty I feel like he's going to be the face of the water dogs and then had a pretty like disappointing season bubble with them I guess it was just a bubble but then like from there mm-hmm. he ended up on the cannon so I kind of thought like he was going to be the face of the water dogs for a while and then didn't didn't come out that way so hopeful that he he has some uh, a redemption tour in Boston yeah that was another thing is like, I, I guess I they're not Boston. They should just be the cannons, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah the cannons yeah. LC. Whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, just like, you know, looking at their roster, I'm sure they're going to promote the shit out of Rabel, but I hope that Drenner, you know, he's a good dude. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And a family man. A like we support the family man. Yep. Um, other than that, again, uh, happy birthday. Um, you know, it's it's kind of nice like not having the uh, the pressure of getting an interview and we would have had to do that on like your birthday yeah. or the you know friday saturday sunday i was like fuck that like we'll just do it we'll just do a solo episode um and and talk some college across and fucking hit the recharge for this <laughs> week so yeah appreciate appreciate everyone being understanding that we don't have an interview but yeah we just had jammed up schedules i was seeing my family uh my girlfriend was taking me out humble brag again but you know, I just... That's sick. Sick brand yeah. there. Uh, went to a nice Italian restaurant. It was, it was delicious. But yes, appreciate everybody and their patience. I think Nick and I still killed the analysis as always. So we'll be back next week with uh, with our, our regularly scheduled program. I feel like we haven't said this in a while either, but uh, like and subscribe, leave comments. Um, I feel like I was listening to a podcast and they always say that. And I was like, shit, we haven't said that in a while. So go download, uh, re-download, undownload, like, subscribe, five stars, leave a review. Um, and start like we're, we're pretty open, uh, like 
for suggestions. So if there's anything you want us to get get on top of, so long as it's not club lacrosse, um, <laughs> we'd be more than happy to. I don't know anything about club. Yeah. So stop asking. Yeah, and if you can't tell, like the D two and D three questions too. Like, yes, respect the, those guys, but we barely have our, our shit together with the D one guys. So if it's like Houston Notre Dame, it's it's pretty hard to get us to talk about it. I respect D two and D three, except for Max Adler and Eli Goldberg. <laughs> I get no respect from me. Um, either way, thank you for tuning in. We we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the post game. As always, on a very, very current and weekly basis, we are appreciative of our sponsors, Sideline Swap, and our great sponsor, Red Truck Beef Jerky. RedTruckBeefJerky.com, promo code postgame15, and then go to Sideline Swap and check out the lockers. All the money goes to charity. It's for the kids. You're actually kind of a scumbag if you don't do it. So we will catch you next week. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy.